Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, feel the hype, spread the hype, etc., dude. Absolutely, etc. But we are making Get Around Me history today. 140 episodes, I want to say. And this is a, uh, a world first for this podcast. I am doing a full re-record of this episode. Uh, I would listen to what I recorded from this morning. And I don't want to speak out of school, but it fucking sucked, dude. Okay? Um, I hate to get this blue, but I took a shitload of caps on the weekend. And I think they may have stolen my soul. Because, I mean, it, I was... Imagine me, but with no charisma, and I don't want to get too blue, but even my hair did not look fantastic. So, I don't know what's going on. I don't know, I don't know if these bikey pills took the very creativity from my body, or if maybe I just had a bad day. I personally would just, I think I'd be able to move on a lot quicker if we could just all blame the bikies and look towards the future. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the first recording, it wasn't horrendous, but I mean, it wasn't good. Definitely wasn't good. And it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you fucked it up. It wasn't great. And I could have put it out, okay? I, I, I was fucking a bee's dick away from releasing it. And potentially... I'm not going to say ruin your Thursday, but definitely, I mean, you know, a lot of people message me and say they use this podcast to escape from their work day. You know, it helps the day move a little faster. I reckon that episode I recorded this morning would have slowed things down. I reckon you'd be listening to that episode in your office or your job site and you'd think, fuck this, Bill. I'd much rather listen to complete silence than this absolute dribble. What happened? Okay, what happened? So, second crack at it. Um, I miss my ex-girlfriend, etc. And we're just going to keep on pushing. So, what's the problem? What's the story? Morning glory. Let's crack on. This week, uh, this week is a special week. Not just for the re-record. This week is a special week because I finally was able to access my Dine and Discover vouchers. Now, this is a government initiative. I'm not sure if all states have them. Uh, I know in New Zealand, they're doing something similar. Tasmania, I got no idea what they're doing over there. Don't even really know how to access their news. But Dine and Discover, you know, I finally... It came out that the Dine and Discover vouchers expire at the end of June. And fair play to ScoMo, mate. You put a rocket up me, you set a deadline and you force me to show some initiative, which I famously have very little of. So after consulting some of my smarter friends, I was able to gain access uh, to those vouchers. I had to identify myself on the Service New South Wales app, which to me was a, was a real concern. Of all the apps, if the Service New South Wales app that I've been using to identify myself and check in at venues across the state 
pretty much every night for about a year. If that thing doesn't know who the fuck I am at this stage, uh, we got a serious problem. I went to get my dining discover vouchers and the service New South Wales app was all of a sudden real hazy. It was like, wait, sorry. <laughs> it was like, wait, sorry, who are you? Billy Darcy. Okay, buddy, you better prove it. And it's like, dude, I fucking, if I had COVID and they were like, where's he been? And you were like, I'm sorry, I can't remember if it was Billy or not. You know what I mean? The service New South Wales app needs to switch the fuck on, dude. Asking me who I am after all this time. But totally fine. I'm pumped to have the vouchers. Macca uh, actually quipped that they were dine and dash vouchers. Which I found to be an extremely poor taste. I mean, these vouchers are about stimulating the local economy and rebuilding small businesses, Macca. You fucking criminal. They're not about you joking around about stealing or running out of your local Indian restaurant because you thought the chicken tikka took a little too long. Okay? So I gave Macca a pretty stern talking to and... After breaking down the impact the pandemic had on our local restaurants, uh, Macca downloaded the vouchers and he's looking forward to using them as well. And I said, Macca, what are we going to do with the Discover vouchers? You know, what can you use these for? And he said, well, you can go to the movies. And I thought, sweet. Who gives a flying fuck? I haven't been to the picture house since 1973. But then... Macca was like, no, there's actually some pretty sick films on. I said, sweet. Now, I'm famously a rom-com man. Famously. But I said to Macca, what's going on out there? He said, well, there's three films playing. There's The Conjuring 3. There's A Quiet Place 2. And there's Fast and Furious 35. So take your pick. And it's like... (laughs) I'm kind of looking for more something in the middle of all of those. I'm sort of looking for a rom-com featuring Owen Wilson. Where's that option? You know? Let's have some variety on the spreadsheets. Dude, I'm terrified of scary films. Uh, I used to love Fast and Furious. I watched the first five films like any sane person. But now it's like, I don't even know what goes on. John Cena's in the new one. I think fucking Spider-Man is in the new Fast and Furious. I'm pretty sure I saw a trailer for Fast and Furious 72 or whatever they're up to. And it's freaking John Cena and Spider-Man versus Vin Diesel and one of the chicks from Mean Girls. It's just like, they just don't give a fuck anymore. Dude, Fast and Furious is bringing people back from the dead. Like it's fucking RuneScape or some shit. (laughs) Like it's supernatural. You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, uh, Letty, is it? They're like, yeah, Letty just came back to life. She was never dead, but she's brainwashed. And John Cena is behind it. And it's like, what? (laughs) Dude, I'm pretty sure, like, in the first Fast and Furious, they were stealing VCRs in Southern California. Now they're trying to stop John Cena from brainwashing everyone on the planet by punching him in the face with a Ferrari. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems a little ridiculous at this point. And (laughs) 
I haven't seen, you know, fair play to Vin Diesel. I haven't seen him in anything recently except for Fast and Furious. And why not? Every year he gets that letter. Oh, sweet. Uh, they're going to pay me $45 million to drive around in a car in front of a green screen again. Yes, yeah, sick. Yeah, I'll see you there. Hey, <laughs> what's that? No one's enjoying these films anymore? Yep. Okay, they can go fuck themselves. What about that? It's $45 million. Okay. What's that? Some guy in Sydney, Australia feels like the franchise has lost its way. Yeah, yeah. So he can suck my dick. <laughs> oh, dude. What's that? People are saying, um, <laughs> people are saying the storyline is now, you know, the storyline has really lost its way from the original uh, themes of the series. Yeah, okay. Just triple checking, it was $45 million for me to do this. Yeah, okay. Once again, everyone can absolutely get fucked. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. I'll see you on set. All right, I'll see you on set. You beauty. Okay. Yellow Ferrari this time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> dude. Fast and Furious blew it, dude. They blew it. But then you got The Conjuring. I mean, I watched The Conjuring 1. I thought we killed that bitch. At least it makes sense that she came back. I wouldn't be surprised if like Conjuring 4, Vin Diesel slays a demon with a fucking, with a fucking Renault or something. <laughs> I don't know what goes on. But yeah, terrified of the films. So, Dine and Discover. What a time. I wonder if anyone used their Dine and Discover tickets uh, for tickets to me. Because you can do that. Pretty good. Pretty good. But anyway, let's sort of uh, crack in, as it were. Dude. So last week, I got to open for Luke Kidgel a couple of times. And love this guy. Uh, I got to open for him in Wollongong. And then he had two shows in Sydney on Friday. Now... Friday, he already had his opener, who usually opens for him, Ruben Solo, who's a young man. He, pr he produces the Luke and Lewis podcast, and uh, he's also very funny in his own right. So he's doing that, but Luke said, you can come up and open for me in Wollongong. And I said, actually, Wollongong is down. But also, this is also a hypothetical conversation. I messaged Luke to see if I could open. He said, yes, let's party. So... Drove down to Wollongong in the Mazda Metro, and I don't want to speak out of school, dude, okay? Because I know there's been some haters. I receive the DMs. I read them, you know? A lot of people saying uh, the Mazda Metro uh, is past it. The Mazda Metro should retire. Well, you should have seen the old girl fucking fly down to Wollongong, dude. Flew down, okay? So I had the freaking Mazda Metro in fifth. You know, I'm, I'm listening to, to who gives a fuck and we're having a great time. And I thought this is going to be awesome because now that I've been on Luke and Lewis, the podcast a couple of times, maybe some more of Luke's crowd will, will know me and they'll love me. And maybe we could all start a group chat after and live happily ever after. But it became pretty clear as soon as I touched the microphone that no one there had ever heard of me in any capacity. So <laughs> no fucking free gold stars down in Wollongong. You fucking earn it. Okay. And uh, it, it was a really fun show, massive show as well for a Wednesday, right? This, this, is, this is such a Victorian thing to do. 
Luke Kidgel from Melbourne scheduled a Wednesday show on the same night as State of Origin. That is what we call comedy suicide, okay? I mean, to go up against State of Origin and on a Wednesday and in Wollongong. People in Wollongong fucking love rugby league, dude. If they're not passing a footy, they're committing a crime. If they're not committing a crime, they're passing a footy down there, okay? They love it. But Luke Kidgel sold it out on the same night as State of Origin. I think there was maybe like 300 people there. 300 people on the same night as State of Origin in Sydney or New South Wales. I think that's the equivalent to maybe 15,000 tickets on any other night. I mean, it's just crazy to think about. So yeah, I went up there and did about 15 minutes. Super fun. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything of note happened. I think it was kind of like... I mean, when you open for people, they don't want to fuck... They don't give a fuck about you. You know what I mean? Like, they were a friendly crowd and stuff, but like... I don't know. Like, when I was... Cra- I was doing a bit of crowd work and they, some of them were just kind of annoying. Like, I'd be talking to one chick and then like... Uh, her friend would be like, ask her about the time. She fucking vomited three years ago. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, babe. I've got sort of 12 minutes here. So let's sort of stay focused and let's stay on the clock. But it was a super fun show. And I really enjoyed it. And then I flew back in the Mazda Metro. I got KFC on the way back home. I know. I know. But it was a treat and I earned it. Okay. So you can pack off because it's my podcast and it's the last time I'll say it, dude. Okay. It is the last time I'll say it. So cracking time Wednesday. And then it comes out. Luke says, uh, maybe Ruben from Melbourne will not be able to come on Friday. And I thought, fuck yeah, dude, how good's this? I'm team COVID. I got my freaking COVID-19 foam finger on. I'm I'm freaking, I'm pro-licking in the southern state. You know, south of the border. Can these Mexicans start spreading this shit around a bit more? I'm looking at two more gigs here. So, you know, I was praying for another lockdown in Melbourne. Ruben, great bloke, but you know, if he's locked down, it's more stage time for Billy the Kid, and, uh, you know, that's what we all want, so, so, and it looked good as well, 25 kilometer travel radius in Melbourne, but I don't know how it worked or what happened, but Ruben flew to Sydney that day, he flew to Sydney last Friday, which to me seems ridiculous, Um, but, you know, he assured me it was all legal, all above board, you know, I trust him, Uh, I did swab him, and that's in a lab somewhere, just in case. Uh, but yeah, so Ruben did actually make it up for the shows, which I, I'll be candid, I was disappointed about. I was hoping to do both shows. <laughs> um, but Luke was gracious enough to let me do a spot on the second show. And I got to say, dude, this second show ripped so hard. It was so fun. You know... When you open for people, a lot of the time people are still walking in and stuff and this sort of stuff. And that was the case on this show. But people were so friendly, it didn't matter. Great crowd. Great crowd. Um, so I had a cracking time. Luke's killing it. He's like really cool. Um, two years ago, I opened for Luke at the same venue, the Paddington RSL in Sydney. And he did one show and I think it was maybe three quarters full. And then this time he did two shows, both sold out. So he's just fucking, he's on that upward trajectory, you know, he's that, he's that vertical graph. He's like Bitcoin, but he didn't give up, 
You know what I mean? He's killing it, dude. So yeah, fuck yeah. It was so really great show. Super fun. Awesome. And, uh, but yeah, but the real reason we're all here, uh, excuse me, is that, you know, June, the month of June, dry June, as I've come to know it, I've been out in the desert. I've been sober and, you know, I hadn't had a beer in two weeks. But as I said on last week's episode, I don't want any sympathy for that because like I said, I have been leaning on narcotics uh, pretty hard. So, you know, no Buffalo Bill shit, just smoking, smoking a bit of weed at night to help me sleep, okay? My doctor prescribed it, all right? So you can back off. It's my podcast. It's the last time I'll say it, dude, okay? It is the last time I'll say it. But... Yeah, so then Sunday came around, public holiday the next day. I go outside into the backyard. Someone has left the back gate open. All right? The dogs are out. I can't believe it. It's like an episode of McLeod's Daughters. Tess, saddle up. The dogs are out. Let's fucking go nuts, okay? So, you know, it's all happening. UFC pay-per-view, all the lads come around. My mate Nick comes around and he was not invited. Okay. He was not invited, but I received a text message. I was out for breakfast. I received a text message from Nick and he said, mate, I haven't slept. I'm on some huge bender. I need somewhere to watch the UFC and I'm kind of near your house. Can I come around? And I said, yeah, yeah. Come around to like 1130 or whatever. And he goes, yes, wait, I'll just go to the pub and then I'll meet you there. Now, manifest destiny. Nick goes to the pub. He puts his last 50 bucks into a pokey machine. I don't think it was his last 50, but, you know, it's better for the story. Pulls out freaking 1700 straight over to the lad pad with a, ca- with a case of beers and a smile. I will say he looked like absolute shit. But apart from that, great energy. He had not had a wink of sleep and uh, he came around. And now it's just on for young and old. Um, there were some narcotics involved. I'll speculate on those later. Um, but yeah, it was a, just a great time. Sensational day. I lost every UFC bet. I don't care. Okay? I just don't care. At this point for me, betting on the UFC is more about camaraderie and a sense of community than really making money or even attempting to. Okay? I lost 40 bucks. Who gives a shit? Me and Maka have never been closer. So that's what it's all about. Very hard to pick these fights. Uh, when in doubt, if you're ever betting on UFC and you're not sure, I would usually go for the bigger guy. Unless the other guy is black, then I would, I would bet on the black guy. If both fighters are black uh, and one of them's bigger but the other one's blacker, I will tend to lean on the person that is blacker. Just as a general guide, but you know, it is a very complex sport, a very complex sport. But the day rolled on, money down, friendship up, narcotics in, the boys are up and about, okay? I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The boys are having a bit of fun. So then we went off to, it was my friend's birthday. She's having a sick house party. Great to be there. Um, You know, some, some highlights personally. I unfortunately did take a shit in the butt in the downstairs bathroom. 
and kind of put that out of action for about 20 minutes. One of my more embarrassing moments, um, in my defense, I hadn't really eaten anything all day and there was, there was no way I could have known that shit was going to be that big. Okay. So I apologize then. I apologize now. It won't happen again. Okay. I don't even know what that was. I hadn't eaten all day. So I don't know what came out of me. It might've been my fucking, like my gallbladder or something. I think I just shat like a whole organ. Horrifying stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was absolutely sort of just nowhere near anywhere. The, uh, you know, I can't speak for anyone else, but I was absolutely fucked. Um, and it was one of those nights, and this is just, this isn't even a thing. Um, I honestly don't remember a lot from the night. And this isn't like, I hate it when people are like, whoa, dude, I got so drunk last night. I don't even remember what happened. And it's like, okay, all right. People who are like, I don't remember anything from 7 p.m. onwards. It's like, okay, we were were out till 3 a.m. So you're saying you don't remember anything for about, well, like nine hours. Okay. Okay. Okay, guy. You know? But yeah, this one, I mean, I went out after the party. I don't even remember going out. And I'm not one of those, you know, in the movies when it's like the cool guy's like, I don't even remember what happened last night. And he like freaking like just rooted the hottest chick ever and like won a thousand dollars. And then also like, I don't know, got a free car or something or like, you know, everyone was loving him. He's just having the best time ever. I've never, I've never been that guy. Anytime I can't remember like an hour or two, it just means I was probably vomiting on a hedge, you know, nothing cool, nothing to ride home. Um, but yeah, so not too much recollection. Me and Maka came home at about one. I want to say, uh, Maka was like face down on the couch. Didn't even make it to his bed. Uh, I was absolutely nowhere and I woke up the next morning, just fucked. And I took one sip of water and then vomited for about, I want to say maybe 25 minutes. So just absolutely no good. I got out of bed at like 3 p.m. And I had some serious head noise. Um, I was on the caps on the night before. The old cappuccinos, as they were, the MDMA, as I've heard some of the kids call them in the local neighborhood. But dude, I mean, it's Men's Mental Health Week. I would argue any week after you take caps the previous weekend is Men's Mental Health Week. I mean, Jesus Christ, some of the dark thoughts are horrifying. You know, the goddamn head noise. Um, I reckon I'm on the back end of taking this stuff. I tell you what, I've never been that into it anyway. But I am terrible at taking MDMA. I mean, the line between me having the best night ever and just being like a complete mongoloid is so thin, it is unbelievable. Like, I and I used to go to festivals with people who would take like seven in a day. I don't even, I don't even, I've never taken more than three, I think. And I think like when I took three, it was like a freaking, a statewide emergency. I was like climbing trees and shit, you know? It's never been my drug, but... The come downs have always been bad, but this one was particularly bad. I was absolutely fucked on Monday. I basically skipped the long weekend because I was just asleep all day. And then, I mean, just, the come downs are so bad. I reckon, honestly, once you get past 25 years old to like, to, 
to take MDMA, you should have to like be super successful. You know, just so your environment can help you fight the head noise in the in the days after. I mean, I used to, dude. I used to work in a Westfield car park, and then you'd go to a music festival on the weekend. Cut to Tuesday the following week. I'm validating some old guy's parking, and he's giving me a serve because they freaking they move the subway to a different part of the Westfield, and you just you get those. Those dark thoughts, you just get those dark thoughts like, you are fucking worthless, Bill. You suck. But then, you know, if you're not successful, there's nothing to back it up. You know, I look in the mirror, I'm wearing a freaking Westfield name tag and a high-vis vest, and I thought, yeah, he's right. I do fucking suck, you know? (laughs) Dude, I'm just so crap in the days after. It's unbelievable. On, On Tuesday, I was at work, and then I went to the cafe, and I ordered a chicken wrap with extra serotonin, please. And the lady goes, I got a chicken wrap. And I said, I said, well, that's me. And I went up to get it. And as I reached for it, it was actually another lady at the cafes. And she was like, oh, that's mine. And she grabbed it, it was hers. And everyone in the cafe looked at me. And I just felt like I should run into a bush, to be honest. I felt so down. I was just like, I am hopeless. I thought, you can't even order a fucking chicken wrap, Darcy. What are you talking about? And, dude. So, I think I'm on, like, the back end of this stuff. I tell you what. I'm down to taking caps, like, twice a year. And even then, it's feeling like too much. Uh, now, to be fair to to this uh, beautiful drug, you know, obviously, I was in an absolute state on Monday. But... I would think the 45 schooners and various spirits I drank should also take a bit of responsibility for that outcome. You know, I'd like to see, uh, I think I was drinking Asahi, you know, uh, the Samurai Lager. I'd like to see Asahi put his hand up for how bad I felt. And it was just, it was just one of those days where I can't speak for anyone else, but I definitely got too excited, way too excited. And then you just freaking, I was Cody nowhere for like two days. I had to host a comedy gig on Tuesday night and I got nothing upstairs and I remember I got, he- I, I got heckled at the start and, and then someone else was coming in and when people walk in late to a comedy show, you should just sit down as quick as you fucking can and shut the fuck up. Okay. But I said, Oh, welcome mate. And he's like, Whoa. he's like, where should I sit, dude? And I'm like, just anywhere. And usually I'd, I'd you know, come up with something creative witty even people would even describe it as humorous at various times Uh, but i just in this particular instance just stood there in complete silence and waited for him to sit down i just thought mate i got no dopamine up here i got nothing going on i'm not gonna fucking talk over you you can just i'm limp in mind and body just fucking sit down i just i'll wait for you i'll just wait for you I was absolutely Cody nowhere. But, you know, we move on. You can't blame anything these days except yourself. So, I'm going to a festival in a couple of months and, you know, God willing, I'll be back on I'll be back on that horse, but I tell you what, it's been a long week for old Billy D. A long week. And uh yeah, this recording, the re-record, you know, I got to say it is going a bit better than the first one. But fuck me, the bar was low. But anyway, 
I got reminded of this story recently and I said that like really genuinely. <laughs> I got reminded of this tale. No, but I got reminded of this story recently uh, by my friend Maddie. My friend Maddie at work. Funny girl. She, how would I describe Maddie? Maddie is kind of like an anime character in that you can always tell exactly what she's thinking by looking at her face. Like this chick could not lie her way out of a paper bag. It's insane. And, and she'll be like, like you'd, if you went out with her, you'd, you know how girls like, no, it's fine. And, and apparently they don't mean it's fine. They mean it's actually not fine. Like with Maddie, you just disregard what she's saying and just look at her and just think, okay, boom, that's what it is. This chick could not lie away out of, out of a paper bag. So I was chatting with Maddie at uh, this cafe and, and also she's like pretty fucking hot as well. So that's just context for the story. So, you know, I don't know what it is, but there's always that fantasy that like hot chicks, like a hot chick would like, like something you like, you know what I mean? Like, like when a chick's like, I love Lord of the Rings. You're like, oh my God, this is the coolest chick ever. What the hell's this? This is crazy. I thought I was onto one of these. So, um, a bit of context. My brother got me these five pairs of Star Wars socks for Christmas and, you know, I've got all the classic characters on these socks. I've got R2-D2. I've got C-3PO. Uh, I think there's a Stormtrooper, etc. There's no Jedi, which I did bring up with him on the day. But, but yeah, so I'm chatting to Maddie, and this is a f- few weeks ago now. And I go, I'm going to this party next week. And she goes, oh, when's that? And I go, it's on May the 4th. And she goes, oh. And I'm wearing my Star Wars socks as well. But she doesn't know this. And I go, it's on May the 4th. And I don't realize what I've said, even though I fucking love Star Wars. And she goes, oh, may the 4th be with you, Star Wars. And I go, oh, may the 4th be with you. I go, oh, yeah, you like Star Wars, do you? And I'm like, this is unreal. So I pull my chair out from behind the table. And I go to, like, grab the bottom of my jeans. And just like I've like grabbed my jeans, she goes, "No, I fucking hate Star Wars." She goes, "That's for nerds," and I go, "Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, for sure." And then and then I like pull my chair back into the table, and she's like, "What were you? What was that? What'd you just do?" And I go, "Nothing." And she's like, "No, what was it?" I go, "Well, I don't know. Don't worry about it now. You said you hate Star Wars." I go, what, you really hate it? She goes, I fucking hate Star Wars. So lame. I go, I may or may not be wearing Star Wars themed socks. So, (laughs) I felt like a movie moment, like, you know, with like, just, I don't know, like the cheerleader like embarrasses some some fucking square. I was the square in this situation. It was unbelievable. And, uh, and I go, (laughs) and she was like, yeah, sorry, I fucking hate it. And I was like, oh my God, deflated. But then I go, why do you hate it so much? And she goes, I've never seen it. And I just thought, what the fuck, dude? You know what I mean? You've never even seen it and you're shitting on it. I mean, give it a chance. Why is, what is that in human nature where you can just completely dismiss something you've never even watched? And I do it with everything as well. So I'm not, I'm not singling anyone out here. I did, I did that with avocado for 15 years. I'd never tasted avocado in, in my mind. It was disgusting. And then I had avocado at 19 for the first time. And I said, oh boy, do I feel foolish. This is unbelievable. 
And then Adzi walked over and he said, it's actually a superfood as well, really good for you. And I said, God damn it, the good times keep on coming. So I was thoroughly embarrassed by Maddie there, but but I don't I gotta say, even if she did like Star Wars, I'm just sort of looking back on this. I might have to review this whole wearing Star Wars socks things. I wear my Star Wars socks to gigs all the time. And I when it's a high stage, because you know, I got the jeans rolled up with the Connies, you know, in case I need to kick the shit out of anyone. And I'm always I'm always thinking like someone's gonna yell out, nice Star Wars socks, you fucking nerd. But it's yet to happen. So, you know, I don't know. You tell me, babe. You tell me. But we've got to crack on through this thing. Um, all right, dude. So, first trend extend for this week. Trend extend, dude. Disney stars. Keep them coming. I don't know what they're putting in the fucking Xanax over at Mickey Mouse HQ, but it is working. I just found out about this Olivia Rodrigo chick and I'm like, where'd she come from? And they said, Disney. And I said, well, that makes total sense, dude. That is a freaking talent sweatshop over there. I don't know how they do it. I think Demi Lovato had her first lead role while she was still a fetus. You know? Camp Rock prequel. was just her, her learning the guitar in her mum's stomach. You know, before she got on the benzos or whatever fucked her up. But I tell you what, Whatever they're doing at the Disney Channel, I mean, it's absolutely sensational. It really is. I mean, you got Zac Efron, Miley Cyrus, Vanessa Hudgens, Selena Gomez, Olivia Rodrigo now, you know? Keep it fucking going. I mean, these kids eat cocaine and piss talent. And they're all doing it right, you know? Super famous at 15, get jaded by the fame aggressively hit narcotics and alcohol, come good again by the time you're 25. Eventually drop dead at 43. I mean, I love it. I love it all. I don't know how, like, the. I feel like maybe they don't even get enough credit for how freaking talented they are. They all can sing and dance and act. They're fucking tits off. And, and yet it's like, you know, oh, Miley Cyrus... Wore some weird shit at a party. Who gives a fuck, dude? <laughs> she was Hannah Montana. She can wear a pink crop top. Fuck off. You know? <laughs> dude. I love it. And then Olivia Rodrigo, I found out she came from high school musical, the TV show, which I was not aware of. And quite frankly, concerns me. I mean, high school musical, like a remake. I mean, do we rewrite Missy Higgins songs? Do we freaking tell Shane Warne how to bowl? I don't think so. So why are we redoing something that was objectively perfect? I'm sorry, but there's there's Troy and Gabriella, and then and then there's who gives a fuck. But then, you know, I put my personal feelings to the side on this one. And I thought, you know what? Even though it's not the High School Musical I grew up with, I thought maybe let me give it a go. But I'm yet to watch it. I'm actually too scared to put it on in my share house, uh, you know, for the ramifications I might face from the lads. I'm already being called enough gay slurs without watching High School Musical, the TV series, at 26. I mean, you know, I'm already scared to walk down some of these halls. So, so it is tough. But yeah, I mean, Disney, keep it coming, you know? 
Disney Plus is great, etc. Okay, but Disney superstars, I mean, Olivia Rodrigo, she's a fucking 10. She can act, she can sing. Her last name's Rodrigo, so she's probably got a little bit of that Latin rhythm. I'm assuming she can dance. I mean, how are they fucking doing it over there? I really have no idea, but I'm here for it. Okay, I'm absolutely here for it. But now we've got a few trend ends. Here's one. Um, Trend end. Now, I haven't been to uni in quite some time. But trend end, nervous uni lecturers. Okay, now we all know uni lecturers are only there because they're too scared to enter the real world. Don't tell me you're a doctor of digital efficiency. It's not a real thing. Okay, I don't care how many certificates you have. Unless you can freaking stop my diabetes, you're not a real doctor. Not in my books, but... uh. <laughs> But you go to these, remember these uni lectures and you go up there and they're just like sweating. They're wearing like four pairs of glasses and they're just reading directly from the slide. And it's like, this is why no one goes to lectures. Okay. It's fine to be bad at public speaking. It's fine to be nervous doing public speaking. I personally thrive in that environment. I'm not going to try to relate. Okay. I drink charisma and I piss wit. So, you know. It's, it's not really for me to comment on. But if public speaking is your job, which it is if you're a uni lecturer, I think you can do a bit better. You know? I think, like, are they not training these people? You know? There's always some, like, 23-year-old just freaking fighting off some sort of a, a freaking fit up there because they're in front of 800 people. And it's like, do some fucking training or something. Have a bit of that, uh, you know put a bikey pep in your step, whatever it takes, but let's deliver these lectures with some pizzazz. I mean, come on. I had a uni lecturer. It was like the the subject I hated the most at uni because it was like the only subject I did that was like real. I studied media, so it was like, it was freaking dark arts and stealing money out of your back pocket. I mean, no one, no one with my degree ever got a job, I can assure you. And I think they're all fucking, I think they're all doing rival podcasts. I mean, God, what a, what a worthless degree, media. Um, but, but I remember I had to do this, uh, like critical thinking subject and it was the hardest one I had to do. And I think it had like a 55% fail rate because every week was a different like thing. It was like neoliberalism or whatever. And it was all like essay questions and like, there was no fucking, a, B, C, D, any, any, meeny, miny, mo. You know, this was big boy stuff. And I remember like half my class had been there before. I'd done the subject the previous semester. And one guy, it was his fourth attempt. Okay. Now, I'd, I don't want to sort of uh, put the boot into this bloke, but he was a fucking idiot. And I think it's not the only class he would have repeated. But I remember the lecturer dude, he was kind of like this kind of, he was kind of like house. You know, he'd come in and he just looked like he'd freaking swigged whiskey and, and, and licked women without their permission, which doesn't sound that cool on paper, but I'm telling you, this guy had something about him. There was a pizzazz to him and he was such a great lecturer and he just fucking gave it the business. And if people weren't listening, he'd address it. You know, he didn't just have his head down for an hour pretending no one's there and he's talking to himself. If people were talking, he'd be like, Hey, what the fuck are you talking about up there? And, and people were like, holy shit, dude, you know? And it was awesome. I went to every lecture and I passed. Um, I've, I know 
that's not like that good of a story. I bet you're hoping I'd say like, I went to every lecture and I got 98% because hard work pays off. I did work hard in that subject and I still, I think I got 58. But I tell you what, dude, it may not be an ESPN documentary, but the guy was a good lecturer, okay? So these fucking nerds down there, do you know what I mean? If you want to be a uni lecturer, it's public speaking. So get amongst it. Um, now another one. People who talk about movies and they're talking about what they would do differently as if the movie's not already fucking done. You know? Oh, they should have done this. It's like, you know, we're not in the editing bay, right? You know, this came out in 2015. I don't think Spielberg's looking for tips, you know? Didn't you do a Bachelor of Marketing? You know? Don't don't comment on the cinematography, all right? Just fucking let it go. I don't want to hear how you would have done Endgame differently. All right, you're a chippy. No one cares. You know, if you're going to bring anything up during a movie, it better be a witty comment about one of the characters or if you just want to like bring up something completely different, like maybe if like a, a particular digital coin has jumped up or down, let me know. I don't have any investments, but I like to keep my finger on the pulse. So Mac is such a culprit of this. Mac is like, oh, mate, they shouldn't have, they should have done it like this. And it's like, sweet. So you're only 35 years late. You know, this came out in 1991, dude. 1991. But anyway, it's actually Oscar But please tell me why you think a wider shot would have been good here. Please. I'd love to know. <laughs> oh, dude. And last one. This is a quick one. Trend end. People who put their food in the microwave with yours. This is a send in and it's a good one. People are like, oh, I'll chuck mine in as well. It's like, sweet, well, I'll just press double heat, will I? You know? I'll just, I'll just press max power. That's not how it works. Now, instead of having one hot meal, we have two lukewarm piles of nothing. Is that what you want? Instead of one person eating, now we've got no one eating. You know, we got, we got that freaking, it's hot on the outside and like a brick of ice in the middle. Because you couldn't wait two and a half minutes, you piece of shit. You know? It's like, uh, I don't even know where to begin. This is one of the most selfish things you could ever do. And also, it's just like, wait your turn, dude. And also, microwave etiquette. Okay, I pull my food out of the microwave. It's not yours to put in until I've done a stir through and I'm, I'm content with the temperature I'm receiving all the way through. Because there's nothing worse. I pull mine out. You jump straight in. I put my finger in the middle. It's ice cold. Now I'm waiting. I'm, I've got a double zap going. You probably, you, you obviously, you don't know microwave etiquette. So you definitely don't know what time to press. You're doing like 30 second blasts. It's freaking, it's pasta that, that was defrosting. You're looking at three and a half minutes minimum. You're doing 10 second hits going still no, still no. Dude. Stay out of my way with the microwave. Wait till I'm done. And that's including a full stir through. All right. Trend end. Trend fucking end, dude. <laughs> but anyway, um, thanks for listening. Whoops. Uh, appreciate it. Camera's out of battery. This week was a bit blue. I apologize. But, you know, just tell your missus and uh, cheers for listening, dude. Wait too long. Wait too long. Yeah. And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone Cause these people got me fucked up, yeah they got me way too wrong, way too wrong 
Now my mind's stronger me, don't you wait too long, wait too long. Oh, I, oh, I, oh.